You are listening to the Well and Simple Podcast with your host, Marissa Zabo. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Well and Simple Podcast. I'm your host, Marissa Zabo, and I am beyond stoked about the special guests that I have on this week's episode. So just to give you a little bit of an introduction before we get into things, I don't know if anybody else did this, but I feel like I spent most of pandemic 2020 quarantine and lockdown just making new friends with strangers on Instagram. <laughs> um, and my special guest this week is one of those people who I connected with on Instagram, started following each other. And I think our perspectives and the work that we do really resonated with each other. And so we really connected and started chatting and I'm so thrilled to be able to have her on an episode of this podcast. So my guest today is Caitlin Anderson. Caitlin, in addition to being just a rock star, is a clinical therapist and is also the founder of Equip Sleeping Company. And so this week we are going to be talking quite a bit about sleep. So... Caitlin, thank you so much for joining me for, for this episode of the, of the podcast. I'm really excited to, to chat with you. So, um, I've been following Caitlin for like maybe six months now, maybe a little bit longer on Instagram. Um, and just, I'm so excited about not just the content that you put out there, but also your cozy case product that you're going to be launching very shortly. Um, and I just think it's, sleep is just so, so important. And I think most people are not getting enough. <laughs> I think that's one thing that I hear from everybody is it's a struggle. So, um, yeah, I mean, why don't we start out with just like the basics, you know, can you tell me a little bit about your background, how you got into the topic of sleep and then, you know, creating this really cool product to help people. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for having me. And likewise, I find you so inspirational and authentic. So I appreciate the content that you put out as well. And I'm glad we've connected. Um, so I am a clinical therapist. I've been in the field for about over 12 years now. And honestly, my focus has been working with the vulnerable of the most vulnerable populations. Mm -hmm. So I really enjoy working with the homeless population, the substance use population, domestic violence. But within that population, you see mental health diagnoses of bipolar, anxiety, depression, insomnia. Like insomnia is a common thread throughout most mental health diagnoses that there is an issue with sleep um, mm -hmm. and sleep patterns. So my part-time job is working outpatient individual therapy. And um, I was seeing clients throughout the pandemic and everybody was talking about issues with sleep, anxiety impacting their sleep, depression from being isolated impacting their sleep. I too was struggling with sleep. Same. <laughs> and I was, so I started searching online for um, good social media content because if people are gonna be on social media, I feel like they should be trying to get stuff out of it. Mm -hmm. um, so I was searching for adult content for sleep mm -hmm. and mental health, right? The intersection of the two. Yeah. There was nothing. Everything was all child, babies, toddlers. There was nothing that I could find except for maybe one, two accounts. And they didn't support mental health as well. It was all sleep. Mm -hmm. So I said, okay, well, clearly there's a gap here. And I want to 
I want to fill it. I want, I'm passionate about providing resources, supporting others, and um, sharing my knowledge. Mm. So Equip Sleeping Company really came about and seeing this gap on the social media platform and wanting to highlight the intersection because sleep and mental health are so closely related. And um, Equip Sleeping Company is like the toolbox metaphor. Like if they're yeah. a problem, you got to go get your tools to fix it. But if you don't have the right tools, problem's not going to be solved. So I really hope to inspire people to add different strategies to their toolbox to help them sleep. And then the cozy case piece is a tangible tool that came wow. out of this company with my own struggles with sleep. I've always slept with a stuffed animal. There mm -hmm. is science-backed research that notes that cuddling something soft, plush toys, kids sleep with stuffed animals for a reason. Mm -hmm. It increases the feel-good hormones. It decreases a stress in, uh, which is the cortisol levels. Mm -hmm. So there is science behind why this happens, but adults aren't really talking about that comfort item. And it's upsetting to me because research shows that 34 to 40% of adults sleep with a stuffed animal, but it's still this um, shameful, embarrassing type thing. There's a lot of studies that have shown that men specifically do still sleep with them, but they'll hide them from their significant other or when they first start dating or family when they come over for family gatherings. So um, taboo, right? It's so like, taboo, yeah. but it's okay for children. And the, it's because it's all child geared marketing and advertising, mm -hmm. right? So it's mm -hmm. all sort of like what our lens and what the strategists have sort of developed to this to be. Yeah. And I want to change that. So my stuffed animal is getting lost on the floor or in my yep. bed. I was waking up for sleep, searching, patting around, searching for it. Then I find it under my bed and I was like awake because I'm a light sleeper. It doesn't take much for me to be awake. Wake up in the morning, half asleep, stumbling over the sea of stuffed animals on my son's floor that started out on his bed and then throughout the night ended up on his floor. Mm -hmm. And then just a light bulb went off in the middle of the night one night to solve it. So cozy case is your traditional pillowcase. And on the two ends of it, you have this cylinder shaped, lovely, uh, like plush, soft sides um, that are permanently attached so that you can hug and hold them no matter which way you toss and turn. So it's um, aesthetically pleasing. It's like this contemporary look that can match any existing bedding, but it's that soft comfort that we all crave and that we deserve um, trying to get a restful night's sleep. That is so cool. I absolutely love that. As an adult who also prefers to sleep with a stuffed animal, but sometimes, you know, I get voted off the island <laughs> and it's, you know, it's like, yeah, finding it like underneath the bed or off to the side, but I really appreciate looking at the link between sleep and mental health. I think, you know, we, we think about sleep in terms of physical health all the time, particularly, you know, with the cortisol levels and the stress, but um, yeah, I, I just find this so, so interesting. You know, from my perspective as like a nutrition coach, I'm thinking like cortisol, like it's also involved in our blood pressure regulation and our blood sugar regulation. And that's really important to keep that in, in check. But, um, you know, having, insomnia also be this common thread in, in mental health as well. And it makes so much sense. Mm -hmm. it, it absolutely does, but it's so 
it's such a shame that not it's not being talked about. And we're definitely, I mean, to create more stigma, you know, by around these tools that could be really helpful for adults dealing with these issues. It's just, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, there's definitely a stigma around therapy. And also culturally, I think that we are a hustle and bustle culture hmm. where sleep is put on the back burner or a low priority and almost in a way that makes you um, or or can have others feeling more accomplished when they get less sleep. Yeah. is not the case. It's certainly the opposite that when you're sleeping better, you become um, more focused and able to concentrate better. and in fact, accomplish more than you're able to do on a lack of sleep. But I do think that our society and our culture shapes it to be this thing that's like, oh, you know, if you have other things to do, you don't have to sleep. <laughs> right, right. It's almost like a contest. It's like, well, how little sleep did you get last right. night? Because right. I only got four hours. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. So really trying to change that and educate as best as I can through my work. That is so awesome. I absolutely, absolutely love it. So I'm, I'm so intrigued by cozy case, right? So can you tell me a little bit more about like, you know, trying to conceptualize like, you know, what it looks like. So you put your pillow in the middle and then it's got these fluffy, nice plush cylinders on the side. Is it kind of like having like a full body pillow or is it more like just for your arms? What is, what is it like? It's just for your arms. So if you're picturing the rectangle, mm-hmm. right, of a, of a traditional pillowcase on the two shorter sides, like on both the sides where your ears would be, if you're resting your head on the pillow, on the ends of that pillowcase is these, and it's five inches in diameter, um, which doesn't seem big, but it's just big enough, these plush cylinder sides where you wrap your arm around and it's this nice cuddling, comforting, soothing tactile experience. I keep Mm -hmm. using soothing tactile experience because that's actually a thing. If you're talking about individuals with diagnoses of depression, symptoms of stress, um, autism on Mm -hmm. autism spectrum, that soothing tactile experience has been shown to really be able to relax the central nervous system. It's for everybody in general, but I think specific populations are more educated about the central nervous system and how their symptoms are directly impacted by it. Mm -hmm. Um, So I feel like people with weighted blankets, right? Weighted blankets have started to disrupt the industry in terms of weaving mental health into our bedding. Yeah. And this is like, when's the last time a pillowcase has been reinvented? That's so, so true. And I think like every millennial has a weighted blanket. Every millennial yeah. like understand what it feels like. It feels good to be hugged. Like mm-hmm. the same thing that happens within our bodies and our minds when we're cuddling, it doesn't matter if it's a pillow or if it's a baby, yeah. if it's our partner, if it's our dog, if it's a stuffed animal, the same things are happening within our body. Not everybody has a partner. Not everybody has a dog. Not everybody has a baby, but everybody can have something plush and soft and um, everybody's deserving of that comfort and, and having, and having that play out and, and their physiological and mental well-being. So that's the goal. Like let's, let's, I want it to be this thing where it's like, 
becomes just part of the language, like a weighted blanket. And then you have your cozy case. Like it is a married pairing of the two. Um, So I say like, do you sleep with a weighted blanket? Do you hug a pillow at night? Like if that's your jam, so is cozy case. Like it's straight up your alley. Yes, absolutely. That I absolutely love that. I think that is just so, so cool. Especially, I mean, from um, my standpoint, I deal with anxiety and I, you know, I can't think of the last time I didn't wake up in the middle of the night and just lay there. Like, when's my brain going to shut off? (laughs) I really can't wait for that to happen. So I can go back to sleep, you know? And I, I do think that there's so much value in, in, having something that can really accommodate that link between the physical and the mental. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, don't get me wrong. Like it's not the only strategy. Right. I love that it's something tangible because yeah. it helps ground me back to the present, like just rubbing my thumb or my fingers or cuddling it in. Like it helps the body know that I'm safe and I'm fine. Mm-hmm. But I too have um, racing thoughts and it sounds like dramatic, but I really do feel like feelings of impending doom before bed. Yeah. Um, And when the house becomes quiet because it's so chaotic during the day, two kids, husband, three jobs, and then everything's quiet and settled for the night. And then my mind's like, bing, (laughs) right. It's like, oh, you got a moment of peace. I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) So I mean, I have to really practice like cognitive reframing or, you know, if I'm having these negative thoughts to say to myself, what are three things that you're grateful for? Or what are three positive things that happened during the day or making a to-do list for the next day? Because a lot of anxiety, right? They say anxiety is living in the future and depression is living in the past. Mm -hmm. Um, So a lot of my anxiety is anticipatory, like what's to come. But I find that if I make myself a to-do list, um, that that's a great strategy. Um, so I've been doing that. I've been doing to-do lists, um, gratitude, yeah. and bedtime affirmations. Mm-hmm. I really love saying to myself, like, I'm safe. I'm fine. It's time to sleep. I let go of today. So I found all of those to be great cognitive strategies, right? Because cozy case is like a behavioral strategy, like it's something tangible, which I love that paired with the cognitive strategies, mm-hmm. right? It's almost like you got to tackle it from all ends, like yeah. multiple tools. You can't just take out a screwdriver. There's going to be more work than that. Right. So yeah. yeah. That like holistic approach. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. I love that. I do the gratitude list and the to-do list as well. And I always tell my clients that struggle with sleep as well. I'm like, try putting it all on a to-do list. Like literally every little thing that you could possibly have tomorrow, just write it down. And then you, <laughs> you won't worry about forgetting about it or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I think that's mm-hmm. so, so powerful. Yeah. Yeah. I also love doing um, like a worry jar. Yeah. So actually taking an empty jar that you're not going to use a pasta jar, um, clean it out and write your worries on an actual little piece of paper and Mm -hmm. fold it up and put it in the jar and then put the jar away. Something that's also behavioral, but signals to the mind, like symbolizing that Mm -hmm. you're going to put away this worry for the time being. And you can always take out the jar later. That's why I always say to clients, it's like, if you want to, if you like schedule a time to worry, if you really want to worry that badly, (laughs) 
schedule a time to worry. You block out 15 minutes in your calendar and worry all you want. And then after that, move on. And guess what? If you really want to go back and worry a different day, a different time, you're always open to doing that. Yeah. You know? yeah. But even like scheduling it is helpful for some people. If yeah. they know that like, okay, I have this dedicated time. Just write down all my fears, all my worries, all of my anxieties, and just getting it out like word vomiting and then just being able to move past it. Yeah. I love that idea. It's because then it's not, it's validating those feelings and acknowledging them, but giving them a very like delineated distant place in your day instead of having them take over. I think that's such a great strategy. Yeah. Cause it's better than saying, don't worry. Right. Cause that's not possible. <laughs> how and how invalidating is that, you know, yeah. to say that, but it's, Oh, it's nice to be able to say, yeah, you know, you're a warrior. It's probably going to be something that you can, you're going to experience, but how can we make that experience um, less intensified for you mm. or um, shorter in length? Mm. You know, so sometimes it's not about an all or nothing thing, but it's like, how are we going to manage these symptoms to a level that you can still function and feel great about and go about your day? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like that warrior jar is a great strategy for kids too. Yes. Yeah. I like, I mean, cause they're being able to have that like really tactile thing is so, so good for kids. And particularly, you know, you said you work with a lot of vulnerable populate populations, children growing up in a low income household, they have a lot of worries. I feel like that could be a really great strategy for them. Mm -hmm. That's I have like a lot of big dreams for Equip Sleeping Company. Like mm. once I am profitable, like philanthropy is a big thing. Like I can see Cozy Case being in a donate to DCF homes, Yeah, you know, um, and institutions, substance use treatment programs where a lot of people unfortunately end up in these situations, not by their own will. Yeah. Um, but more about the experiences that they've endured. So those people are in need of comfort during the most difficult times. And so that's part of the work that I want to do. Mm. You know? I love that. I think that's so awesome. Yeah. It, you're filling a massive gap, right? Like you're not going to be getting weighted blankets. At, you're lucky to get a blanket at all at a homeless shelter yeah. or, you know, if you're a child in foster care. So to be able to have this tool that can be so invaluable. I think that's yeah. amazing. I love that. Thank you. Yeah, that is so awesome. So this is like your first kind of like, you know, tangible like product um, for, for equip. Do you have other things? I don't know if you're like allowed to talk about it, but <laughs> do you have like other ideas that, you know, or other hopes for further down the line for other tangibles or. So this is our probably first and only patented, mm -hmm. um, product. So we definitely envision different lines for expansion or different functionalities that go along with it to expand it. Mm. But my focus is to just be on this intersection of sleep and mental health. Mm. So weighted blankets, weighted blankets aren't patented. Anybody can make a weighted blanket. We'll probably add that. We'll add um, pillow sprays of like essential oil. That'll be a nice pairing with cozy case. Um, I'm looking into doing a puzzle or a sleep journal 
things like that. I would love to incorporate something that gets at the cognitive, um, specifically, you know, cognitive and behavioral when it comes to writing, journaling, um, gratitude, um, things like that. So I would love to do a sleep journal. Um, Yeah. I think that's awesome. I I mean, as somebody who has all of these, like, oh yeah, that sounds like a great habit to start. I'll do that. And then I don't like somebody, you know, wanting to do like, oh, I should do a gratitude list. Oh, I don't have a pen and paper handy, whatever. I'll go to sleep. Having an actual journal with prompts in it that they can keep in their bedside table. That's, I love that idea. I'm so good yeah. at journaling. Because the whole idea is like wanting to get off of the phone and the screen because you can't, preach that and then expect people to go and look at their saved posts on my Instagram on their phone while right. I'm in bed. Right. So yes. <laughs> to have some things, you know, just like a puzzle to practice mindfulness mm-hmm. um, or, you know, a different sections of a, of a sleep journal. And if, just for your audience too, I'm a, like I said, I'm a giver. So if you go to a you can probably link it too, I would think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Show notes. If yeah. you go to equip Mm-hmm. Um, right on that homepage, there's a place to just download my free sleep guide. Um, yeah. and it's just free. Like, it's just like, it'll take you right there. It's a PDF. You can print it out after, but that was something that I made in hopes of people could print it and have it by their bedside to not always have to like it, like a, just a tangible resource right there that they could flip through and choose different ideas. And it has different strategies that might be like a step-by-step mm-hmm. outlined, um, to be helpful as a resource. So, oh, that's awesome. Thank you yeah. for sharing that. So it was equipsleepingco.com mm-hmm. and it's the free sleep guide. I will definitely check that out. And everybody listening, you should check that out too, because I'm, I know every single person listening probably needs it. <laughs> I know. I do feel hopeful that there has been a shift, especially over the pandemic of people understanding the, starting to understand the importance of sleep and not only that, taking action on it. Um, So I hope that this continues as like a movement of saying like, yes, this is important. We need more of it and highlighting um, ways that we can support each other and, and getting the quality sleep. It's not just about how much, it's about how well too. Absolutely. Yeah. I totally agree. I think that living through this pandemic has brought to light so much with mental health. And I, you know, you can see it in the fact that like, it's almost impossible to get an appointment with a therapist right now. Everybody is booked up. Mm-hmm. And on the one hand, it's like, okay, well that it's bad. And that a lot of people are clearly hurting, but on the other hand, it's like, maybe, maybe this can be the start to eliminating some stigma. And mm-hmm. let's, let's talk openly. Like I've told my, guess what I told my therapist today? Like, I love talking about going to therapy more people, you know, and I think it's a generational thing largely too. I think, yes. you know, millennials and younger are much more open about owning the fact that they go see a therapist. But I, I think you're totally onto something that I think this could be a really big turning point. I hope so. Yeah, I hope so. And yeah, the therapists are super backed up right now. I did a poll on my account the other day because now we're in this new transition of coming out of the pandemic. 73% of my audience said that they're feeling anxious about reopening and that it's impacting their sleep. I believe that. They, I mean, I was shocked by that. Yeah. 73%. Wow. Yeah. you you, I, 
it's a misconception, but you would think that we would be feeling this relief, right? right. Oh, finally. Yeah. No, no. It's this like reintegration back into society, um, learning how to socialize again. Yeah. Navigating the safety concerns of different people managing their safety and their level of comfortability. It's a lot to navigate. It is. It really is. And it's kind of, I think it's different than at the onset of the pandemic. And that that was kind of like thrown on us. Like we weren't, we didn't get to think about, you know, how are we going to transition this? It just happened. Now we can kind of see it coming down the line and we're like, oh my gosh, I got a plan for this. Mm -hmm. This Mm -hmm. is going to be different. This is going to be hard. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, a lot of, if, if we're relating it back to sleep and mental health and nutrition too, right? Like what it really boils down to is self-care and self-love, right? So fueling your body as a vessel that you need to be in a high performing state and at its best and comforting it. You want to, you want to comfort your body with nutrition the same way you would comfort it with cozy case almost, Um, but also taking the time to unwind and relax your mind and sleep shouldn't be this thing where you get into bed and you're like, okay, time to sleep. It's a process, you know, having like a half hour, 60 minutes to dedicate to yourself, to prepare your mind and body for sleep. Right. And I feel like easing it's this um same common denominator like easing yourself like easing yourself back into the transition of the pandemic easing yourself into the state of calm and relaxation whether you're taking a bath or journaling for five minutes or doing a puzzle for 15 minutes reading a lighthearted book for 20 minutes you know whatever the case is it's it can feel jolting yeah, try to put your mind and body right to bed. And I felt the jolt when they said, boom, oh, we're reopening. N- no need to wear a mat. I'm like, okay. All right. oh, is that really? <laughs> yeah. We don't even get like training masks. Like <laughs> this is this is where we're going with it. Yeah, yeah. Like out of nowhere. <laughs> but I in those moments, like, right, like let's control what we can control. And um, that's honestly the best that we can do. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I can totally see this again, kind of like relating back to the different ways that we treat kids versus adults, even though we do have these same common challenges. We always talk about how important it is to have routine for kids, right? They have to have the same bedtime. We have to, you know, give them a bath at this time and read them their story and whatnot. We need that as adults too. We just don't talk about it. <laughs> you can't just go from running your life to getting into bed. A hundred percent. And it's, again, it's this thing where it's ingrained in us that this is how we should shape our children's experiences and consistency and structure is so key. Where is anybody talking about that translating over to adulthood and parenthood and it being the same set of principles? We thrive as adults, as humans, off of structure and consistency and knowing, right? We hate the unknown. We, yeah. So th- it's 
putting on our own oxygen mask first before before we try to put on anybody else's, right? And I think we forget to do that. And then we, we become burnt out, we become anxious, we become depressed, we become stressed. Um, so really shifting that to take to be proactive and saying, okay, let me take care of myself so that I can take care of others. Um, but it's not, it's not in our nature, it takes practice. Yeah. And practice and consistency to be utilizing these skills, to be understanding that self-care isn't selfish. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Um, So it's hard for mothers to put themselves first when they are not viewing that as really being beneficial to not only themselves, but their children and their husbands and their families and their partners. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's that, you know, that old adage, you can't pour from an empty cup. It's like, if you are running yourself on empty, how are you going to show up at your best for anybody else, let alone yourself? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. I know when I'm sleep deprived, my husband feels it. My son feels it. I <laughs> like I need my seven to nine hours of sleep or I'm wretched <laughs> and, and I know it. I know it, but I have no patience, no yeah. patience. I'm irritable. I can't concentrate. I can't focus. Um, so I know the impact and I'm doing everything that I can to create better habits, but it's a constant process. I mean, we sleep every night, so it's going to be a work in progress. Exactly. There are going to be nights where it doesn't work out. Yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> and that's okay too. Like, I feel like sometimes people are like, well, I tried guided meditation and it didn't work. So, you know, fuck it. I guess I'm never going to sleep again. Right. It's like, uh, you have another chance tomorrow night, you know? <laughs> right. So it's just a matter of like, finding what works best for you, what might work best for me might not work best for you. And same night tonight, like sometimes my strategies work well one night and not so great the next night. But the thing is, is that I I don't give up. I just move on to maybe something else or worst case scenario, chalk it up to not a great night's sleep. But like you said, guess what? We're going to do it all over again tomorrow. Exactly. Exactly. I think there's a lot to be said for being gentle with yourself in that process too. I know how frustrating it can be to like, you know, you, you hear yourself being cranky, you see yourself being snappy and you know that it's because you didn't get enough sleep, but you can't stop it from happening either. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But just, you know, you know what? I'm a human being. This is fine. I'll hopefully get more sleep tonight. And if not, I'll try again tomorrow, but it's definitely, you know, I think as, as adults, it's, it's difficult seeing like, I know why this is happening and I know what's happening. Yes. I can't stop it. (laughs) Yes. I've been focusing on really small changes, like super small. And I'm talking like, um, I find a warm bath to be really, um, great for my self-care and bedtime routine. So even make, making sure I incorporate it three days a week, three days a week, just try to incorporate it or, starting with 10 minutes, like 10 minute increments of not being on my phone before bed, like even just starting in 10 minute increments and trying to build it up from there. But I'm talking like super small changes, because if you take all of the knowledge of like, what could be great for you when it comes to improving sleep, it can feel really overwhelming. It's like, oh, it should be this, 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 and your bedroom should be like this, this, and this, and then you should do this during the day. And then you should do this 60 minutes. And it's like, ah, yeah. but all it is, is just like, 
I always say like, take what applies and if yeah. it don't let it fly, you know, yeah. I love that works best for you. I love that. Take what applies. If it doesn't let it fly. I love that. I think yep. that works so well. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's so true. It's like, I mean, not even, it's not even feasible to try to do all of the things, but we feel like, okay, we got to go 110% here. Let's just mm -hmm. do it all at once. And it's like, you don't have to, there's no reason mm -hmm. to with any goal. You don't have to with any goal, like small changes make huge progress and it gives you the encouragement to keep trying. Yeah. Yeah. Manageable, manageable goals, smart goals. Exactly. Yes. Smart goals. I hate that acronym so much, but it, it, it's, <laughs> an act. It's, it's an act. There's a reason why they created it. There's a reason <laughs> why they created it, but it's really just like small steps, yeah. actionable items and, you know, follow through and commitment and something that can be attainable and that's yeah. not super out of reach. Yeah. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So let's talk about Cozy Case some more because I know you've got, it's launching like yes. really soon. So what, what are the deets? What do we need to know? What do we need to look out for? Because I want one. I want one <laughs> at like five. <laughs> so we have been bootstrapping it. Like I'm in the mental health field. My husband is an army veteran and um, he's in the law enforcement field. So we have been bootstrapping this business. <laughs> yeah. Um, so how we are going to product launch it is on Kickstarter. And what that is, is Kickstarter is a creative platform to help bring projects to life. So it's essentially like pre-ordering, but it's meant for creators who are in the beginning stages. Like for us, we have developed the most perfect prototype. We have identified a manufacturer and now it's saying like, hey, help us bring in these orders so we can um, bring it to the manufacturer and have the product be brought to life in the masses. Awesome. So, yeah, it's a crowdfunding platform um, and we can link the Kickstarter page yeah, absolutely. It'll be in the show notes. So peek at the show notes for the link. That's awesome. And um, yeah, I really, I took months developing this Kickstarter page. I wanted people to see authenticity, functionality um, within my brand and within my product. Um, so it was important to me to have it all there to say like, this is what we're about. This is what the product is about join me in this experience um, because that's the best part about Kickstarter is like people are funding you from the beginning. So it's like, I don't know. I think it's cool to say like, hey, I supported this product from the beginning and then to see where it goes. Yeah, uh, like, absolutely. So cool. Um, so we have about 30 days. Awesome. Uh, raise the money that we need and to spread the word. But the biggest thing, like it doesn't cost anything to share about it. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like the ripple effect is huge. Yeah. So maybe we can put in the show notes, like how to share or, or where to share. Totally. Um, because that's like spreading the word is really just about getting it in front of the people who might benefit from it most. Yes. It's not about, um, buying it because you, you like me or we like you like, no, I want this to be like getting in front of the people who really could use it. Okay. Um, that's what's most important for me. And I think that sharing is the best way to do that. 
Yeah. Sharing is caring. And if you care about yes. somebody and their mental health and their sleep, <laughs> they should, they need this. Yes. Like if somebody that that's the thing is if it's a new product and people don't know about it yet or, or know that it's, it's available or that it could be of use to them. Hmm. Um, so it's like word of mouth and sharing on social media is probably is the best way to get it out. So. Awesome. Yeah. So this episode is going to be airing June 9th on uh, a Wednesday and it's the same day the Kickstarter launches. So as you're listening to this episode, you can go and you can put in your order for your cozy case. You can share it. Um, and how cool is it? I mean, literally getting in on the ground level and then be like, yes, now I have a vested interest in this succeeding, which is just so cool. I love it. I love it. I'm all about an empowerment and, um, supporting people's dreams. And this is honestly a dream come true for me. And it is because I see the power and the purpose of benefiting others. And that to me is really freaking cool. That is really freaking cool. I love it. <laughs> that is so awesome. Um, so if people want to find you on social media, how can they find you? Yeah. So I'm most active on Instagram at equip sleeping co. Um, so that would be the best place to interact with me. And we do have a Facebook page. We're just starting a YouTube. Oh, awesome. uh, I know. So we're just starting to, uh, my husband was like, don't, don't publicize it yet. <laughs> we're, start, we're starting a, we're starting a YouTube, um, to do like eight hour videos of rain or waves, oh, wow. and just calming, relaxing music that people can fall asleep to. Um, mm -hmm. I really wanted to, to bring that to the space. So awesome. trying to find different ways to improve mental health and sleep. Nice. I absolutely love it. I think that is so, so cool. So in the show notes, make sure you check them for, we'll link Instagram, Facebook, the YouTube, the Kickstarter, the website. It's going to, you know, so many resources. Everybody should be getting a good night's sleep. It really it's not just a matter of your mood. It's a matter of your performance. It's a matter of your health, both physical and mental. So this is, I'm so glad you could join me for this episode. I think this is invaluable and thank you for doing what you do. Thank you so much. I appreciate you having me. This was so fun. So that is a wrap for this week's episode of the Well and Simple podcast. As always, thank you so much for tuning in. Just a reminder to check out the show notes for this episode to find the links that Caitlin and I mentioned in this episode. And if you are enjoying this podcast, be sure to tell your friends. Make sure that you like and subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcasting platform. Even better, leave a review. Um, that would totally make my day. So Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to tune in again on Wednesdays for new episodes. And if you have anything that you want to comment on, or if you have something you want to hear me discuss on a future episode, you can always let me know. You can send me a message on Instagram, or you can email me at wellandsimplepodcast at gmail.com.